Welcome to the Boma, New Jersey podcast, where we feature industry leaders, allied partners, and share important industry insights. I'm John Majeski with Ellen Wolf as your hosts. Welcome to Boma, New Jersey podcast, episode number seven. Episode number seven is brought to you by Surpro Team Majeski, which consists of Surpro franchises, Eatontown Long Branch, Hackensack Little Ferry, and Jersey City North The Heights. Ellen and I are really excited for our seventh episode. With us today, we have Glenn Anakino, Vice President of Property Management at Ivy Realty, and we have Jessica Halpin, General Manager at Alfred Sanzari Enterprises. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, welcome, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we brought you both on our podcast, Episode 7, because you are our newest BOMA New Jersey board members. So we have to get to know our new board members a little bit, you know, and uh, you have to go through the uh, the interrogation process of the BOMA <laughs> New Jersey podcast. So um, I think we're going to start, we're going to ask a question, and then we'll give each of you time to answer. So, um, John, I know you have the first question ready, locked and ready to go. I do. So so let's let's do this. So we're going to start very easy. We're going to start from the beginning. So, Jessica, where did you grow up? Where are you from? I'm from Middlesex County. I grew up in Spotswood area. So it's a very small town. Nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> OK. Did you play any sports, any hobbies growing up? I played ice hockey, softball, and I was also a barrel racer. Uh, so I had horses and I did uh, a lot of barrel racing, reining and riding. Uh, so like a Western type stuff, not the jumping that you see in the Olympics. Oh, uh, really neat. Yep. Hold very on. Cool. I, I find this very interesting, especially now that I am completely obsessed with Yellowstone. I don't know if anyone has, has watched this show. Mm-hmm. Barrel racing, please enlighten us on what that is because it is so interesting. You run as fast as you can on a horse around three barrels in a pattern and the one with the quickest time wins. And um, when I was younger, I had the fastest horse in the state. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, so not anymore. She's long gone, but uh, not something I do anymore because I don't want to fall off. (laughs) I hear that. So you heard it first here, folks. This is not Jess's first time at the rodeo. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely isn't. If you've ever heard of Cowtown, I used to rodeo down there too, like way down in South Jersey, almost in Delaware. And it's like the only rodeo left in New Jersey. Wow. Wow. Well, Glenn, I'd hate to follow that. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Not as exciting, trust me. (laughs) Uh, I grew up in Saddle River, New Jersey, uh, in Bergen County, Um, as far as uh, participation in in high school sports, I ran cross country and track and field for four years. Okay. What was your event in track and field? A half mile and mile uh, to to play around with 3000 meters, but... uh, wasn't my forte. A little too long. <laughs> okay, very cool. Half mile, that's a grueling race. Flat out the whole time. Flat out the very whole time. Race. That was my favorite competition, no doubt. Yeah, it was fun. Enjoyed it a lot wow. going through high school. Tried a little college, and uh, that was it. The knees the knees gave out. So Yeah, it's definitely yeah. tough on the knees. I did it then, but uh, still uh, still do a lot of walking and running to the day. So we, we, uh, we still still try to get out there and stay fit. Love it. And where did you go to college? 
I, uh, I did some college. I did not complete my college education, but I went to uh, Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C. Nice. I'm a, an alumni of University of Maryland. So we had a we had a little um, circle of colleges around that area. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> Too much fun. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. So most people, when they're when they're at school, you know, they're getting into their professional career. They're not looking for property management, like looking to get in that, so to speak. It kind of happens sometimes by happenstance. How did it happen for you guys, Jessica? How did you get into property management? I fell into it. Um, I didn't even know it was a thing. Uh, I was bartending and a friend of mine was the corporate recruiter for the Gale company at the time. And he said, I need a temp. And I said, okay, what do I have to do? He goes, just show up in a suit every day and say hello to people. I said, I could do that. I do that at the bar. So um, that's what I did. And I wound up working for Gale. They hired me after two months to work for them. And I got moved out to a property and I loved it. And I wanted to be a property manager. And so that's how I fell into it. That's amazing. That's a lot of a lot of people I hear from BOMA got their roots from Gale. A lot of people. It's a really good stepping stone to get into the business. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Glenn, so what about you? So I had uh, I had started out my career uh, owning and operating a landscape company, and I had uh, commercial accounts. And uh, one of the owners I worked for, and I, I took care of most of their properties, uh, just kind of approached me one day and said, uh, you know, I see you out here busting your ass six days a week. Um, why don't you come inside and, and consider working for us? Um, you know, it was a kind of a part-time thing over the winter while, you know, the season was changing and uh, said, sure. He goes, you can keep your business. He goes, I'm not asking you to stop, but uh, I think it could help us with a lot of things. And that was kind of the start. Um, started another company, an internal maintenance company, um, which grew. And at that point I said, you know, uh, he's like, you know, you, you really should just consider working for us full-time as a, as a building manager and just take care of our stuff. And I said, uh, I said, okay. And I sold off my businesses and started then. Um, and then, you know, went on to uh, other companies, Mac Cali for one, and then uh, settled with Ivy Realty, which uh, I've been uh, with for 15 years now. Wow. There's definitely different challenges with having your own business, you know, being a property manager. What do you, what, what do you think is more challenging from, from your experience? Because not a lot of people, I'm sure, have been property manager, but also business owner. Yeah, um, you know, business being a business owner is probably more challenging and demanding. Um, you know, you're supporting now directly um, people's livelihoods and um, and making sure that uh, the paychecks there every week and the insurance bills are paid for and uh, the customers are satisfied. You had to basically do it all. Um, not that as a property manager, you're not doing the same kind of work. Um, it's just that you're working for, uh, for somebody else versus for yourself. So, uh, working for yourself, certainly a demanding feat because it's day and night, you know, if you're not physically out there doing the work, you're at home doing the paperwork to support it. So, uh, it's, uh, it's a never ending when, when we, when you have your own company for sure. Yeah. That's some great insight. 
I, I definitely think um, everything I've learned over the past few years about property management is that it is one of the most demanding occupations out there. So props to all of you for, you know, day in and day out um, doing that. But one of my questions is, um, Jessica, I know that you have two young boys at home and, you know, you recently transitioned into a new role. What are some of the challenges and how do you find that balance between your work and home life? Just figure it out. Honestly, um, it's it's not easy. Uh, there's a lot of like worrying during the day. Uh, can I get out on time? I know I have this emergency and I got to leave and go get the kids or, you know, and my husband's a police officer, so he can't exactly leave. Um, so it makes things difficult at times and not having family makes it even harder. So we have to rely on some good friends and, you know, thankful for understanding bosses who are like, okay, go. They're sick. Go. You got to go. So you go. There you go. How about you, Glenn? Uh, challenges and insights on how you balance your home life and this demanding property management <laughs> lifestyle? Um, yeah, it is a, it is a 24 hour, seven day a week situation, no doubt. Uh, it kind of reminds me of a, of a quick story uh, back in the day when my children were younger and, and I was working for Matt Callie and I was at one of my son's soccer games and watching the game and the phone went off and it was uh, it was the office and there's a problem. We had a fire at a building. Uh, we need you to report to work. Um, you know, go to the friend neighbor next to me. Can you do me a favor <laughs> and take care of my kid? I got to go. <laughs> Oh, and uh, and you rely on, on folks and help and family and everybody else to, to kind of get through those situations. It's not that it happens every day, but um, yeah, you, you, you kind of work it out. And, and, and as being a manager as well, you have to convey that to employees when they're when they're having situations and you understand, you know, life is life and things happen. So you have to be flexible as well. So uh, I've learned it from both sides. Excellent. And speaking, very, very good speaking of friends and family and community, you know, that sort of segues us into BOMA because that's what I feel this organization is like. It's it's a network of friends who become family, who have professional ties together. And, you know, we can always rely on each other for that. So how did you both get involved in BOMA, New Jersey and, um, you know, your sort of timeline to being on the board now, which congratulations, by the way, I don't know if we mentioned that earlier, but uh, Jessica, how did you start off in BOMA? Uh, Gail was very heavily involved in BOMA. Uh, I worked directly with Lorraine and Kaczynski, who everyone knows at BOMA, and she was a former BOMA president. And, you know, she didn't push it. She just told us the benefits of being in BOMA and how great it was. And we all went, had fun. And, you know, here I am years and years later after leaving Gale and still involved in BOMA and every aspect of, you know, every, every job I've worked at, I've always been involved in BOMA in some way or some form. And I started getting involved in committees and helping out there. And when I have the time, you can do it. And I know I had stepped away for a little while while I was out on maternity leave. Um, and then I came back when I had some more time. So I've been around for a while. So Glenn, how about you? How did you start your involvement with BOMA? 
having never heard of Boma uh, until I started working for Mac Cali, uh, you know, they, they really uh, made a kind of a, a situation where they, they wanted their folks involved and, and, and attending the meetings and, and educating. Um, so that's kind of where I started. And so that's somewhere around 20 years ago. Um, so I've been in and out of the loop with BOMA for that long. Um, went through the RPA uh, progression and graduated. And, um, you know, never really got fully involved uh, with the organization up until now. So I'm, I'm kind of excited. Um, I'm hopefully at this point in my career going to be able to bring some value and some 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 help to the organization and, and whatever facet they decide that uh, I'm best suited or fit to, to provide. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to that new chapter. Love it. Well, we're looking forward to it, too. Uh, John, did you have any questions that you wanted to raise? I, I do. So I'm going to ask you another question about BOMA. So this is a selfish question. What have you gotten the most out of BOMA? Like, like what, what do you get the most out of it? How's it benefited you in your career? It's always helped me find the next position or the next role or learn about another company and um, move to something bigger and better. Yeah, what about you, Glenn? Um, you know, it's about relationships. You know, I developed so many great relationships over the years with both vendors and property managers and building owners. Um, so I think it's been a great benefit that you have that resource to just bounce something off of somebody, uh, whether it's uh, I, I'm looking for something or I have a kind of a need. I'm not sure the, the right direction to go in. And uh, and the group as a whole, they're always very helpful. Um, so it provides a, a great asset and, and outlet for uh, for property managers. Yeah, I know sometimes as a property manager, just like a business owner, sometimes you can feel like you're on an island, right? You're sitting in your office trying to figure out things by yourself or with your team, but it always helped to ask other teams and, and other people to bounce things off of them. I've always got so much value out of that. Yeah, we've all gone across the same similar situation at some point in time, and it's just a matter of when that happens. So you know somebody else has been through what you're going through at some point in time, so they can usually help you out. Absolutely. Don't reinvent the wheel. Right. So if you could go back in time and talk to yourself on the first day that you became a property manager, what advice would you give yourself? Wow, good question. Um, get involved. Um, really start to understand the real estate business as a whole. Um, I've been very fortunate in my tenure with Ivy Realty to have been exposed to so much um, and the different facets of the real estate industry, the industrial side, the commercial side, the residential side. There's so much out there. And though there's a lot of commonality with it all, um, until you really get in and understand it, it you, there, you also understand the nuances of everything. So. You know, I think BOMA is a great outlet for that. Talk to people of all the different facets and assets um, so you can get, you know, educated. And, and that's what's really important. That's very good advice. Speaking of um, getting educated, John, 
Jessica and I are all part of the education committee for BOMA New Jersey. And um, we wanna make sure everyone knows that the BOMA international classes are now posted on the bomanewjersey.org website. And you can actually take those classes online. You can register, take them online at your own pace. So um, if you are into learning more, getting certifications and um, staying educated, please, go on and check out those BOMA International courses. And then as well, speaking of certifications, um, Glenn, you mentioned that you have your RPA. Yes. Um, how long of a process was that to attain that certification and how important is it in your position today? Uh, it's extremely important. It, it, you know, it's something I look for and or or ask upon my my group and my team to pursue. Um, it was a two year process for me of continuous classes, doing evening classes, the once a week or twice a week, whatever it was at the time. Um, you know, back then everything was um, in person, so you had to drive to the, whatever the location was. But at the same time, it was. Uh, uh, it was it was fun. It was uh, it was group meeting sessions. It was getting to know other people in the business. Um, it added a lot more value than other than just the education part. There was some social social aspect to it, um, <clears throat> and the teachers were were also just just terrific. You know, they they really brought forth uh, a lot of great uh, ideas, inspiration, as you would call it, especially you know at a young age in your career. Excellent. And while we're on that topic, even though, um, you know, this is a perfect example of the demands of property management, Jessica had to step away for a moment, but I do not want to forget to mention that she was the very first person in Bowman, New Jersey to earn her CMCP. So um, when she comes back, we're going to ask her to touch on that. But in case we get diverted and don't go back to that, I want to make sure everyone knows that she has that claim to fame aside from uh, being a famous barrel racer. So to start the lightning round, Glenn, I'm going to ask you a quick question. Don't think too much. Just spit out an answer. And then Ellen's going to jump in because Ellen always has the best questions. So ready, <laughs> set, go. You could have a billboard and it could say anything on it. What would it say? Go home. <laughs> <laughs> you said first thing that came into my head. I don't know why. <laughs> That's an honest answer. That's what we want. Next question. Glenn, what's your favorite type of fishing? Uh, striped bass fishing. Surf fishing is, is a passion of mine, um, both spring and fall season. I do live near the beach, so... That's it's one of my things that I really enjoy. So that's my advice. We're going to have to talk more about that, Glenn. That's one of my favorite things to do as well. Cool. Excellent. John, you got another one or you want me to go? Yeah. So I got one more. What is your favorite or who is your favorite superhero? Iron Man. Nice. Yeah. I love Tony Stark. Glenn, Yankees or Mets? Mets. Childhood passion. Always loved the Mets. How much has the industry changed since you began your career in property management? Glenn, I'll let you answer first. You know, I've, I've been through the cycles, good and bad, uh, within the industry. So, 
you know, certainly technology is probably the key component to change when it comes to our industry and getting involved in understanding technology and how it can benefit you, how it can benefit your client, your tenant, your building owner uh, is so important these days. And I think to me, that is probably the biggest nuance of what we all are starting to face and deal with, which is only going to get you know more interesting, more complicated, uh, but at the same time can be also a lot of fun. Um, so I think technology is probably the biggest thing I've seen change over the years. Excellent. One more question. You know, we've all had some really difficult challenges living through this pandemic and, you know, property management, real estate um, has been affected um, immensely during this time. So what was one of the things that you learned and overcame through this really challenging time, Glenn? I think uh, patience um, and trying to be uh, a support, uh, a key support person. Um, everybody goes in many different directions at any one time of the day. And adding COVID on top of it just added a, such another level of stress. And I think I've become a better support person as a result because I saw this and and wanted to help individuals. And at the end of the day, I think I just wanted to make sure and reassure folks um, that they were okay and they were in a safe place. And that um, if anything happened, you know, we're going to take care of it and we're going to get through it. So I think that's probably the biggest thing. Okay, Jessica. Starting... I started a new job uh, two weeks before it uh, all, everything shut down. So learning the buildings, learning the tenants, learning the client, learning everything was, was very difficult. And then how to navigate um, COVID. And in the beginning, everything was very chaotic. And, um, you know, I was trying to figure out personal stuff with the kids because there was no school or no daycare or no whatever. And then trying to figure out the work thing and going in every day. And um, it was definitely a, a very big challenge. It was a challenge for everyone in this industry or, um, you know, how do we deal with it? How do we attack it? And with the information that was constantly changing, how do you stay on top of what's the right thing to do? Uh, so that was, that was very hard and very challenging. And, um, I think that it made me look at things deeper and better before making, not jumping new certain things too quickly um, because things change so rapidly. You didn't know what to do. And you're like, Oh, we're going to do this. Oh no, wait. And you kind of had to pivot a lot, but you sat back, you took in all the information, you took in all your options. You're like, okay, let's do this and see how it works. And it just, you know, as Glenn had said, giving service to people and trying to help people out because uh, it was a very tough situation for many people. Excellent. Well, sounds like you did a really great job. I tried. <laughs> so Jessica, if you could go back in time and talk to yourself when you first got involved in property management that first day, what advice would you give yourself? Don't listen to the naysayers. Uh, when I started out in this industry, there was a lot of men. And um, I had talked to a senior property manager at the time. And he's like, oh, women will never go anywhere in this industry. Uh, you're not a man. And I was like, oh, OK. And there was a lot of men when I had started out 20 plus years ago. And uh, 
you know, it's changed. It's changed dramatically. There's less men, it seems, as property managers and more women in roles. And uh, I think, you know, it's a good mix. There are some men still available, but it just shows that I shouldn't have listened to them. I was going to get here anyway, because it's what I wanted. Love it. Great advice. And we were talking earlier as well about how much the industry has changed since she started years ago back with Gail. And um, what is the biggest thing that you've seen aside from, you know, the women in the new roles change in the industry since you started? The technology, the technology is just so much different and better. Um, I mean, I think we were just getting computers then and, you know, using uh, Blackberries and Beeper, the pagers with the little screen that you could call the 800 number and send the message to your tech. Hey, go see ABC tenant. They have a hot call or whatever. So it just, it makes life easier having cell phones. I remember having the Nextels and we now have work order systems. It makes life just easier and there's no paper. So I think that's like the great thing that's changed. Yeah, it's good stuff. Can't live without it now. No. <laughs> but the bad thing is you're always connected, always. And, you know, it's hard to just disconnect sometimes. You're always on 24-7. Yeah. That's yeah. true. It's difficult to disconnect. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it say? Be awesome. That's yeah. a good one. That's good. I love it. <laughs> All right, you ready? Mm -hmm. Yankees or Mets? Neither. <laughs> Giants or Cowboys? Neither. Ah. All right. Um, um, what's your favorite kind of horse? Uh, quarter horse. Excellent. Your favorite superhero? Thor. I don't think we've gotten that one before, Alan. I like no, it. No, no. Jessica, favorite type of fishing? Do you fish? Yeah, usually it's just surf fishing or like from the back dock or something. We don't really, if we go out on the boat, we're crabbing. Crabbing. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Love it. Glenn and Jessica, thank you so much for joining us on episode seven of the Bowman, New Jersey podcast. We really appreciate you sharing yourselves with our, our community members. And is there any last words you'd like to share with us before we wrap this up? Thank you. It was a lot of fun. This is a great idea and, and continue to do it. So best of luck. You guys are awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Glenn. Appreciate it. Right, thank you. Thank you for joining us, Glenn. Yeah, thanks. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I look forward to being on the board with BOMA and, you know, getting back to meetings eventually and seeing you guys in person. So um, thank you for inviting me on it. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, we were glad to have you. And speaking of meetings, everyone mark your calendars. May 17th is the new date for the Bowman, New Jersey golf outing at Fiddler's Elbow. And any more information you want to find out about in-person events or meetings, visit BowmanNewJersey.org. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bowman, New Jersey podcast, episode seven, sponsored by ABM. ABM is a Fortune 500 company and the leading provider of facility solutions with offices throughout the United States and various international locations. ABM's comprehensive capabilities include janitorial, which you can reach out to me for, engineering, lighting, 
and electrical, HVAC and mechanical, landscape and turf, and mission critical solutions. Um, check out our website at abm.com. Tune in next time for all the BOMO New Jersey insider information that you will only find right here on the BOMA New Jersey podcast. Till then, I'm Ellen Wolf. And I'm John Majeski. Thanks for listening. Stay well, stay strong, and stay safe.